What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Double Minor Podcast. Ryan Drury here. My buddy Brock Byer still at West kicking it in Kelowna. And holy fuck, boys, we're going to jump right in again. We got another great special guest on the pod. Mitch Dealstra's on the line. And people from my area, our neck of the woods here, will recognize that name. Former Listowel Cyclone. He's a listy legend for lifting the Sutherland <laughs> Cup, boys. Holy fuck. Dealey, welcome to the pod, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for having me. What an introduction that is. Thank you. Dude, we're so excited to have you on the pod. Like, I know that a lot of people from around here that are listening were super stoked when I told them that you were coming on. I'm sure Brock told a bunch of people you were coming on. First things first, uh, you know, obviously it's got to be great to kind of look back on your time in Listowel, your time in Wingham before you went out to BCHL. What's it been like for you so far out there? I know Brock's had a good experience. I'm sure you have as well. Yeah, it's it's been unreal out here. I, mean, I, I can't complain with anything this, this organization, this town's given me. I mean, uh, being in Port Alberni, it's it's definitely a smaller town than, than what Brock's in, in, in Kelowna. But, I mean, it, it kind of feels like Listowel in a sense, like a, a really small town vibe with uh, – oh, my dog's going crazy right now. I don't <laughs> uh, <laughs> Really small town vibe, uh, huge, huge community support with the uh, with the organization. So it's it was an easy transition for me, and I got a great build of family too. So I can't complain. That's awesome. Um, one thing, one thing that Mitch didn't mention was that he, so he plays Alberni and Spence played in Alberni. We talked about this and how Alberni has nothing. Like they just have a bowling lane. Hey, but you know what? Port so is not as you guys think. Okay, so, okay. Look, the golf course is unbelievable. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. of course you've been golfing. Of course you've been golfing. But so me and Mitch like grew up since day one together, and we used to play Wallace Sabers, and we used to tear the league apart, just yeah. tear it apart. But yeah. when we go to Luke Lucknow, <laughs> they had like foghorns when they scored, and this place went nuts. Just nuts. Like, it would blast. So, like, I've never been to Port Alberni. So, last year, I uh, I always end up playing Mitch. Like, me personally, like, I always start against Mitch's team. And, like, I just shit the bed. Like, every single time I play Mitch, I just shit the bed. He like, fucking is, scores on you all the time, every, doesn't he? Every, every game, every game. When Mitch played in Waterloo one year, he, like, lit me up, like, every single game. So, last year, we're in Port and I didn't know about this fucking goal horn. And Mitch lights a lamp against me. And this fucking thing, man, like blaring. I swear to God, you could hear it from like Ontario. It was so loud. It's and it was so right above my ears. And I honestly thought I went deaf. Like yeah, I, I honestly I, thought I couldn't hear anymore. What the crowd doesn't know is I'm sliding you 20 bucks after the game, eh? For letting you <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I think, I think, because. Uh, because we played you uh, when your when your family was out, and yeah. uh, I I think you scored a hat here. You had two goals and an apple, and yeah. I just I just winked at your aunt. And I just I just said yeah. I just let him do that. <laughs> no, it's it's been good. Yeah, no, Port Alberni. Yeah. No, you guys are good this year, and and uh, we'll 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 go right into it. Mitch Dielstra, Ferris State commit. Yes. Last week. Mitch, take us through it. How was it? Uh, it was unbelievable. Um, I actually went down and 
and saw the campus again. It was kind of funny. Our, our team, like, brought the my team and mine and Midget, and we uh, we visited Ferris and skated on the ice and uh, had, like, a little two-game kind of weekend down there, and it was pretty fun. And then last week I had the opportunity to uh, take an official fly down to their campus and uh, kind of reminiscing and remembering all the, the boys here and everything, and it was great. I mean, I loved their campus back then. I love it now, and uh, – just the same kind of vibe, like a huge support, like huge fan support, and their, their games are ridiculous. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, man, it's going to be awesome. Like, going down in the NCAA, it, like, they have such a great program down there. We, we've been able to talk to a couple guys now on the pod about the NCAA. And one thing, you know, this is kind of funny, Bizey, because I'm, I'm sure you already know this. I already fucking interviewed Dealstra today for a little yeah. bit more, for a, for a more clean interview, if you will, for our pregame show on Friday because the Sykes are playing Stratford and they're going to win, boys. But yeah, uh, are, like that's a good division this year, eh? They're tight, dude. Like, they're 26, unreal. Twenty eight and twenty eight, like they're in, they're in third, but they're like two points back. Well, they yeah, they've been in first for a large majority of the year, and like they just have a bunch of new young guys, but they're just so good defensively. Like they have trouble scoring sometimes, but like they only let in one or two goals every night. They've got a ton of overtime wins. Like yeah, uh, have, it's pretty exciting. They have like five ot wins it's unreal i looked at their thing i'm like holy shit they've been in a lot of ot games and i look through and it's just every single one's a dub well it's it's crazy because like i i think that we're starting to see a lot of um similarities to to your guys group those first couple years yeah where building a a really good core eh? yeah young guys yeah, there's a lot of good young players on the team. I really like um, I really like that Carter McElwain kid. The kid that they brought up from the States, uh, Blake Blevins, he's gritty as all shit. Um, they just lighting it up, eh? Ryland's having a great fucking year. He's having an unbelievable season. And, I mean, you know, Stevie Grant and Trent Verbeek are kind of the elder statesmen there now with Clayton. Um, yeah, and they just... <laughs> They just and it, like it's no surprise to you for sure that Clay is just throwing his body at everybody. It's hilarious. <laughs> like the guy is not very big. I'm bigger than him, and like he just levels kids. Like he it's is, ridiculous. Bozzy, do you remember our rookie camp first year as like seventeen year olds? Dude, the only thing kid. I remember about Clay is one. Dude, one. He's got biceps the size of fucking tires. Dude, he puts all his muscle into his shot, but he can't hit the net, man. Like, like I'd be at practice and he'd walk. Why is he, you, you should top of the that, circles, man. man. Tops of the circles. Tops of circles. This guy would let one rip, man. And it'd be ringing by my head. And I'm like, oh my God, if I got hit by that, I'd be like knocked out. Because like, dude, like we would have our workouts before practice and the guy would like just, he'd be like curling like, like 200 pounds like just easy man like just easy and i'm like, I love- like every time he hit a guy i'm like oh god like what bone broke now because i'm dude. giving him the warrior tattoo that's what we call it clates would just cross check someone the warrior <laughs> on someone's back yeah i love that you brought that up too because like a couple weeks ago they were playing uh 
they were playing Brantford and it almost got away from them. Brantford came back and tied it off a couple five on threes. And the Sykes ended up winning in overtime. But Clay absolutely stapled this poor kid coming over the blue line with his head down. It was brutal. I didn't think the kid was going to get up. And he got up, just buckled, and didn't come back. It was a clean hit. But, like, the poor kid, like, he stretched out to try and stay on side. And the puck came off the tip of his stick. And Clay buckled him. It was unreal. <laughs> um, no, what I wanted to ask you, though, Deals, was... Obviously, like, all that success back then with, with the Cyclones, you go out to the BCHL, and, and I got to tell you a story. Like, obviously, broadcasting the games, you know, Steve and I and, and Bridgie, we get a unique perspective. We have kind of a, you know, a unique relationship with you guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know you guys all have nicknames for each other and everything. We always used to call you Auto 20 because <clears> – <throat> you automatically score 20 goals in your sleep every fucking year year. you're laughing but like look at his stat sheet check out the elite prospects page thanks 20 goals and uh i remember uh i remember that sutherland cup year um and i remember like you guys winning the back-to-back cherry and all of you guys on the ice after like the first year when you guys beat elmira I remember everybody like looking so tired and you guys were like, Oh man, Holy fuck. And you guys were so banged up against London and you guys were so disappointed. But I remember the second year you guys all looked jacked and nobody was like really overly celebrating. You guys all were locked in. Like we're winning the Southie this year. And what was that like to go on that run? Oh, it it was incredible, man. Like, Especially like my first year, I was uh, I was a rookie, and we had a really old group, like a lot of a lot of veteran guys. I mean, it was mostly the same group of guys the second year, but I was able to work into a bit of a more like a, a regular shift, and and it just felt like I was a lot more of a part of it as well my second year. And it, it's it's crazy, like you just you just lean on each other so much throughout that time, like you become so close with the guys that are in the room. It's uh it's an unbelievable thing, like winning. Winning a championship, I mean, I can't, you can't, you can't really describe it with words, even to this day. I remember, so our my first year in Listy and Dilser's first year in Listy, like we played at the old Mem, and the room wasn't that big, like it was a shoebox, yeah. and and like all the rookies got shafted, uh, stall wise. And, like, I, I was good. Me and Hergie were good because we got the goalie stall, so I had yeah. lots of room. But I remember, like, looking back at Deals, and Deals was in, like, the back, far back left of the room in a fucking stall. It was, like, a two-by-four stall. And, and, like, and you, yeah, you and Jenks, and you guys had to, like, like to tie your skates, you guys would have to, like, come move into, like, another stall just to tie your skates. And, like, you guys, like, couldn't, couldn't move in your stalls. It was so funny. Yeah, and we'd be the first guy, like the first rookies that Brooksy would see too when he came in. We'd always, yeah, yeah. Brooksy's heated. He's walking through the doors. First rookies are dealing janks. (laughs) I don't, I don't want to be on that train. I do not want to see Brooksy when he's mad coming through the door. (laughs) I gotta ask you about that. Like, well, both of you, right? Because fucking Bizey, you were on that first year team that won the uh, the Cherry Cup uh, before you big timed everybody and went to the OHL. Um, 
Oh, you're big time and everybody. Hey, NCAA, holy shit. Yeah, the roles have reversed. I got to ask both of you, though. Like, we we love Brooksy. Like, he's such a funny fucking guy. Like, when you get him away from the rink, he's just as chill as shit. Really, really good human being. But I got to ask, like, you must have some epic stories about some rants he threw in the dressing room without sewering him too much. Can you think back on a couple where everybody was just like, oh, fuck, we're in for one? Uh, uh, yeah, deals. Uh, I love Brooksy, too. Like, he was a great coach. Like, not like, grade A guy, too. But, like, some, I remember, I think it was the start of the second year and we lost in Guelph, or the game before, it was like the 10th game of the year or something like that. And we are 9-0. and And I just remember Brooksy coming in the room before the game and just writing... 50 and 0 on the board we were like holy fuck like you no. wanted us to go 50 and 0 i mean like obviously like we could have like if we showed up at every game but like, it was just like holy shit like it was crazy just like he expects that out of us too which is like awesome like like yeah that was, when i that was one of the biggest shockers i was just like shit i the the most thing i like the the mo- Everything I remember about Brooksy is probably, like, how he got us all to buy in. Like, no one was on an individual page, and he always got us to buy in. And, like, you you don't you didn't have to worry about anything else during the hockey game. It's just, if you lose, you don't have to worry about your parents who chirps you outside the community. Like, you know, fans always heckle here and there about what's going on. The only thing you have to worry about is your head coach, and that's Jason Brooks, and you do not want to get on his bad side. And, like, if we were to have a bad game, like, I, I would, like, remember, I'm like, oh, shit, like, I'm not scared of my dad this game. Like, I know I got pulled, but I'm scared of Brooksy more than my dad right now. <laughs> like, like I just don't want to be, like, but, no, like, Brooksy, like, and, like, video, like, he would, like, like, you just didn't want to be on video. If we did video and you were on video and Brooksy was doing it, you did not want to be on video. Like, and it, you know what? He treated, he treated everyone with the same amount of respect, even if you're a rookie or you're a vet. Every and single day. Every single game. Every single day. And he literally brought out everyone's best and made everyone better around him. And that's, that's the most I remember about Brooksy is that he just makes everyone better around him. Yeah. Oh, like, a million percent. Bottom line is too, like Brooksy teaches you how to win. Like yeah, flat like, out, he's a winner. He he's a winner. You how to win? He teaches you how to win hockey games. Yeah, like, man. That's the I, thing, I'd say. I completely agree, and 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 I can say from our perspective as the broadcasters, I mean, we don't fucking matter. But uh, I, I've I've had the pleasure of dealing with a lot of people at higher levels of the game, and. Brooksy is by far my favorite person in hockey. Like he he treated me with a great amount of respect and and always still to this day because I I don't know if either of you listen to the show we host MWO Sports. It's a little bit more uh, you know, uh clean than this show if you will. But he he comes on the show all the time and like is a great guest. He always gives us the time of day like just super gracious. And I don't know if um, if deals if you remember this, but we came with you guys. I think that that year in 2018 when you guys were on the Southie run, and you guys were playing London, and Steve and I came on the bus with you guys to one of the games. I think it was Game Five, 
And I sat at the front of the of the bus with Brooksy and argued about Alex Ovechkin for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not going to win that argument. I can tell no, you that for free. Oh, but I won that argument at the end of the day, boys, because what did the oh. Capitals do three months later? They fucking lifted Stanley. No, it was so funny, though. And, like, but, like, that's the thing about Brooksy, though. Like, he, he could have a difference of opinion with you, but he sat there and, like, respected my point of view. And, like, I'm not a coach. Who the fuck am I to this guy? And, and like, the, in, in closing about Brooksy, because I don't want to make this podcast a love letter to him, um, the nicest thing I could say about him is I genuinely believe he could coach in the NHL. I genuinely believe that. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people do. But one thing about Brooksy too, he's a he's a family guy. Everything. Oh yeah. Everything. I remember. I remember playing Lissy sometimes. If we had a game, I remember. I, I can't remember which game it was, but he missed the game because he had to go to his son's hockey game, and that's yeah. just the type of person he is. He's always a family guy. Family comes first, and he taught us that too. Um. So in closing with Brooksy, I want to. Uh, Say something to the pod. So me and Deals, we've been best friends since like birth. Ever, yeah. Um, Baby pictures. Uh, so we, uh, we, we literally have like known each other forever, and um, our families have been really close. I need to tell. I have so many stories, but I want to tell these two stories. So, growing up, you know when you always go through a phase that you're scared to sleep over at, like you, you just like you're you're six years old and you're scared to stay at someone's house, right? Like yes. that's just. Yes. So, um, but me, it went me, Deals, and Cade Landry all lived in G-Town. And, <coughs> sorry. And when we get Cade on the pod, we can talk about this. But me and Cade lived across the road from each other. And we would literally hit fucking golf balls across the road. Like, oncoming traffic would be going on. But we would hit golf balls across the road with, like, Deals and Kurt all the time. Anyways, Deals lived... Deals lived like literally two minutes away from me. And like for the longest time, I couldn't sleep over there. I was like homesick. I couldn't do it. One day I did it. I just said, I'm going to sleep over. I'm going to do it. So I did it. I might have stayed up to two o'clock in the morning drinking root beer, but I still did it. I stayed over, wake up the next morning, and Deanne Dealstra made me the best Fruit Loops. Like she had Fruit Loops. <laughs> like. In a bowl with milk, ready to go. When I woke up in the morning, I was like, yes. Like, I need to do these sleepovers more often. Because I remember waking up and, like, Dan would have, like, just a box of Fruit Loops ready to go for us. I'm like, yes. 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 Yeah. You can always count on my mom for yeah, sure. Yeah. Every time we go over to deals, we're always counting on Deanne to cook us some food. Uh, okay. Another, another story, quickly. So Deanne's a, Deanne, uh, she cooks the food, and uh, Timmy, everyone knows Big Dilly. And uh, so growing up, uh, when we when we used to play hockey together, um, everyone knew that Timmy spoiled Mitch and sauce with sticks. And I remember it was Laker Day, and Mitch, you know what's coming. You know exactly what the story is. It was Laker Day. It was Laker Day. And your dad just bought you a brand new stick. Brand new. We're going onto the ice. Oh, and no. Dealstra, Dealstra decides to put his stick fucking sideways going <laughs> through the door, which is vertical. No. Drewers, I've never. I think it just I've, out of warranty. 
what? Okay, same thing. I never seen Deals whip his head around that quick to look at his dad, and Deal like Big Dilly was for human. Like yeah, it was so is. funny, and all the guys were laughing. Like Deals was so ready to go. Like sick new yeah, stick, just runs or like... snaps, just snaps it in half. Oh man, you get that new twig, and it's like. I'm I'm definitely scoring three tonight. Like every time I got a new twig, I was like, "It's auto Hattie night right now." Like I never I never thought that with the Lakers. I'd be like, "Oh, a new twig! I'm probably gonna slash four guys with this." I love. That. <laughs> I was, me, I, we were, the, I was in the Legion of Doom for the Lakers. Oh yeah. my god! Oh you my. might know. You might know the Legion of Doom. It was uh, Logan Kellington. Right. And, right. Uh, who else was it? Reese Vollmer. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Volmi plays for Wingham now. Those dude. guys would literally go around just fucking hitting everything in sight. He got yeah. in a scrap the other night, man, Volmer. I was oh, calling really? the game. Yeah, legit. He got in a scrap. I was calling the game. It was fucking Wait. hilarious. Did he, uh, how'd he do? He did pretty good, I'll be honest. He absolutely destroyed some kid on Mount Forest who wasn't <laughs> looking. And Chet Phillips came right after him. And wow. it was it was a Chet. pretty good yeah small world because Chet was uh, Mitchell's uh, billboard my house yeah he that's unreal yeah man yeah. he he's a great guy right and like obviously they know each other but you know it was Chet's teammate and he had to do something and he went over and I don't even know if he was intending to fight him but like by the time he got there like Volmer looks over sees him coming like pretty quick and is like. I think he's going to try it. So he already had his gloves off and wow. Chet was like, oh, well, fuck it. And uh, it was a pretty good little Tilly, man. And and they, you know, nobody got hurt. It was all fine and dandy. Fine. Yeah, it was fine. I got to ask you about the sticks, Dealster, because I noticed right away that you were like, uh, are you still a big warrior guy? Like, I'm always interested in that. Like, what is it about those certain brand of stick that you use that you like? Are you still rocking the warrior twigs? Uh, actually, we have to use Bauer sticks out here. You get fined. The, the league is sponsored. So, really? Bauer only. Last year, we all had to use, like, the exact same sticks. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. You can, you can, pay, you can pay a little bit or, or your team provides you with uh, a better stick. depending on, You can order whatever you want. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, that he's I mean, committed to NCAA number one. He's going to get any twig he wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what was it about? Good. I just use the team sticks. I, I like them. Uh, they got a good kick point on them. And uh, it's whatever you get used to, honestly. I, Fair I, enough. I used, I used, I used uh, Warrior and Listowel for a while, and uh, I loved them. And uh, the new Bowers I have now, they actually have a pretty similar feel, so. Yeah, it's not 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 as much the brand is just kind of like the way they feel almost. Right. Yeah, yeah. It it's definitely all about like that kick point with the way they build the sticks now and how you can flex on them. It's all about where you have that comfort in the kick point. I do want to tell one funny story uh, in a brief interaction that I had with your mom. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Your your mom works at the high school, does she not? She uh she was the vice principal there for. Four or five years, and she actually. Oh, did like, you go to the principal's office, Ryan? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. So, <laughs> no, so that's. And, uh, she actually just got transferred, though, to Medill, Ethne Medill. So she's a principal there now. Oh, holy fuck. So she's right behind my office. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to go over and say hi to her. But, like, uh, yeah, this is probably 
two it had to have been at least two years ago because you were still on the team and i went there because they were like the school was doing like a social media event for something i can't remember what the fuck it was so i went there to cover it and um i didn't know that she was your mom at the time right and earlier that week i was calling the cyclones game and I'll have to dig out the audio for you. I have it somewhere. But you scored a nasty goal against Waterloo. You fucking dangled like three guys and outreached the goalie and buried it. And I said on the broadcast, just out of a reaction, I said something like, what a goal by Dielstra, shades of Mario. And I don't know why I fucking said that. But it was a great, it was a great fucking call. I'll try and dig it up for you. It's such a good call. Anyway, I don't even remember that. Dude, it was gross, the goal you scored. And you just score so many, eh, Mitch? (laughs) Yeah. Auto 20. Auto 20. Hashtag auto 20. That's going on the podcast. (laughs) So I'm there in the school, and I've got my my CKNX bag with me. And your mom walks up to me. I have no idea who this lady is. And she's like, hey, are you, are you Ryan? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, Hey, like, you know, I'm the vice principal and whatever. And I'm like, Oh, cool. And she's like, yeah, I'm Mitch Dealster's mom. And I was like, wow, holy shit. I was like, that's awesome. And she was like, yeah, I was just telling the girls about your goal call about when you (laughs) said he was like Mario. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so funny. Like she was so cool about it. Right. Like just the nicest lady. Oh man. That was funny. Yeah. So I wanna we talked about this with Cully and Spence. Deals, everyone knows. Uh you like to fish. Holy how God. has how has the BC fishing gone for you, big man? Honestly, man, I haven't been out one time this year. That is a burger. That is no, a burger. I, I swear my life, burgers. I've just been hitting Dude, the I remember man. the first fucking this guy. I remember. Like, Mitch hasn't even been out to... Like, this was last year. Mitch hasn't even been out to BC a week, and he's posting a fucking photo with a fucking 20-pound goddamn wall. And I'm like, what is this guy? 30 pounds. Get it right. Not a big deal. Dude, it was huge. So you haven't fished this year, Mitch? No, man. Like, it's... it Honestly, it depends on the group. I mean, I last year we had four or five guys that just love like we are diehard fishermen like we go every day after practice but then this year like kind of transition there's not many guys who are like fishing and there's more guys who like golf and like this summer like i was in the course every day so it was just instant like got my clubs here and i was out in the course a lot i still am like it's still nice enough to golf here so pretty yeah. good that's unreal what is it about fishing that you love so much dealy like is it just you know, like the quiet time away from the rink, like it's just like a complete polar opposite to hockey. Like, is yeah, that kind of? And I just like hanging out with the boys, just out in the nature. Like, it's just you guys there casting some lines, and it's really it's just when you hook into a fish, that's when it gets fun. Like the adrenaline that rushes through you, and like out here, like catching some of those salmon, like you got to fish on the line for like an hour. Yeah, and your forearms are dying, and you're running all the way down the beach. Like it's actually pretty entertaining once you you hook into one and you're just kind of chasing that uh that high the whole time you're out there it's a decent workout then yeah yeah my four my shot was probably harder in september last year than it is now i'll tell you that 
That's how you get those clay forearms. Yeah, just working on the on the fishing skills. Fucking a. I uh I remember like we would go up to my college like a while, uh, every summer and like if like Mitch is always asking when we can when we can go fishing like that just the guy just loves it. But like what what is the biggest fish you have caught deals? I want to know. I want to know. It I like actually the one that I uh I actually didn't post it on Instagram, but it's it was the same day that I uh, that I caught that one. It was it's just the thirty pound salmon out here. We didn't actually get the measurement on it, but it was it was huge, man. Like I've never caught anything that big. I want to go deep sea fishing like next summer. It's, that seems unreal. Somewhere yeah, I went. Uh, my family went deep sea fishing when we uh, had a family trip a couple of years back, and me, Owen, and Megs were all on the fish, all good. Or on the boat, all good. We're fishing. We're getting along. But my dad was literally over the over the boat, just yakking the whole time, because like the, Dude, the waves were just so like, big. Seasickness is no joke, man. Like, I know, man. I never... The guy was my dad was like green, man, and I'm like, dad, like, come on, check out my fish. Like, I just caught this fish, and you're yakking. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I remember that that big red snapper or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was sick. So I know, um. So obviously we both played Listy, uh, won a cherry cup, but um, for me, for me, um, not a big deal. Yeah, for me, you know, Listy taught me like how how cool a, a community can get and can be. Um, the whole town came together, and it was like it was the, one of the best moments of my life playing Listy. What did uh, what did Listy teach you or mean to you? Oh man, Listy's everything. Like playing, playing in front of your hometown. Like having, up until this year, man. Like I, I, or sorry, last year, I'd never moved away from home. Like I'd always played relatively close to home, and you don't realize how much, like, how awesome and how much it means to you to have like your grandma and your aunts and uncles and your parents and your like your brothers and sisters and like everybody you know in the stands every night. Like you don't, you don't really realize it until like it's not there anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the the yeah. support that you you get in Westwood from like everyone everyone feels like family like it's yeah it's it's crazy man the fans are awesome and like seeing those lineups like an hour and a half before the game like five hundred yeah. people standing Chills. up there while they're playing sewer like it's crazy man like people like people are coming two hours before our game to watch us play man yeah That's it's crazy it's a special place and like from my perspective as as a broadcaster. I feel pretty lucky that like I I a landed at a place like CKNX and B that when I walked in they were like yeah by the way do you like hockey because like we broadcast the games and I was like what and yeah. just uh, like I went to Cyclones games when I was a kid and like I remember when they won their first Cherry Cup and it was just so cool around your guys group that first year to to see that all come together because like the town you could tell like cared so much about the team doing well and it had been so long since they had won something and then it just got amped up to another level when you guys won the southey like i i will never ever forget for the rest of my life like someday i hope to like call nhl games or something I will never, ever forget how loud it was at ice level because I ran down there right away to interview you guys when the, when you won the Sutherland at home sweeping Caledonia. 
when Blake fucking Nickel scored from his own goal line into the empty net to seal it, oh I have never God. heard a fucking arena go so bonkers in my life. I was can right you, there can on you the write glass. a better ending, though, honestly? Oh, God. Like, it was incredible. Like, the way it played out, like, after our second round against Waterloo, like, game seven, like, 18 out of the 22 guys in our team get the flu. Like, when it, Trent, Ber- Trent Verbeek scores to win it, like, to win game six back at home, and then we go down. Or, no, it wasn't game seven, wasn't it, Trent? It was, Trent's yeah. Story. Yeah. And, like, we were down with, what, three minutes left, down a goal, and we end up winning in regulation? Like, insane. It was such a and then, and then we sweep Elmira in the finals to another cherry. And then six games in London, like, couple like lapses around like couldn't play our best in some of the games and then just come out every game and ready to go against Caledonia every guy like from our goalies to like our fourth line first line everyone like we're just buzzing and then Blake just seals the deal with the the empty netter from his own end like it was it was so. almost like cool like the way the way it all played out, like you said, because I, I remember you, you mentioned that London series, and of course the year prior you guys lose to London in six games, and I actually like Steve and I talk about this a lot. Um, I actually think the turning point of that whole series was Game Three when you guys were already up two nothing, and Blake, like it was just a tough play. The puck bounced on him at your blue line, and. It, it just got through his legs, and London went in on a two-on-one and scored in overtime to yeah. make the series 2-1. It was just a brutal bounce, like nothing he could do about it, and everybody on the team skated over to him and tapped his shin pads and just said, it was almost just like a, fuck it, don't worry about it, we got this. At, like, the whole team, like, could have hung their heads and been like, ah, shit, we could have been up 3 nothing, fuck. And everybody just skated right up to him and was like, no big deal, we got this, it's going to be fine, and it was. Yeah, I, I remember in the room after, it was just like, he was so down and so so upset that that play ended up happening the way it did. And, and it, was, it wasn't like, oh, my God, like, we're going to lose the series. Like, they're going to come back. It was just like, okay, we'll win it in five instead of four like that's that was just kind of the mentality and then when we lost whatever i think it was game five i think we lost game five when we were up three two yeah yeah and then it was just like okay like we'll just win it in six and then that'll be it like we'll go to the finals it wasn't like we were ever scared that's just like the thing that i admired about our team so much was like the tenacity we had every night just to go out there and just win hockey games yeah, there was never a doubt. It was uh, it was pretty darn impressive. And I mean, a, a final note on just how cool the community in Listowel here is. Right at like like two days after you guys won the Sutherland Cup, uh, Caleb Warren's mom reaches out to me and uh, gives me a call at the office and is like, "Hey, um, like I know you guys usually like record the games. Um, is there any way you could put together like a, a small little?" like three or four minute like goal reel of you know some of the playoff wins and i was like oh yeah sure we can do that and so steve and i sat down and i i I grabbed all the clips and put it together but we started going like oh we gotta have that clip oh we can't leave that one out and pretty soon we were like holy fuck this thing's 15 minutes long 
But <laughs> I was like, you know what? Like, we can't cut any of this. We got to just go full send and fucking that was make this a production. At the, uh, at the banquet, right? Yeah. And yeah, that uh, was cool. I, like, guys were crying. That was such a good video. I Man, I'm psyched that you told me that. Because, like, I... I just, I threw it together. It probably took me a day and got all the music on it and everything. And then Caleb like reached out to me and was like, Hey, like I've got some of the video clips and he actually cut the video with my goals that I sent him. And uh, yeah, he told me you guys played it there and that the guys loved it. And I was like, man, that's awesome. Cause uh, you know, like that, that type of shit just doesn't happen in other towns like that, man. Like they, uh, I was stoked. It's probably the coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah, it was unreal. Yeah, yeah. Was- I remember like when I was there. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dils. No, I was just saying the whole two years in Bristol. Like, you know, like you just leave with such a like a a good feeling. Like you're the kings of the league. Like, yeah. No, yeah, I know. No I know. And what what I like what I loved most about Listy is like. Like, the guys were just so close. Like, everyone was just so close. And, like, I wasn't there for the Southey run, and I know you guys were even closer, but, um, like, I remember, like, you know, after every game, we'd walk upstairs at the the Memor and, and uh, or the Memorial, and we would, like, literally, like, just sit there for, like, an hour or two and just eat and just like talk and like laugh and like yeah. it's just stuff like that like you just won't ever forget and like that's what made us like such a good team and what transitioned to the next year is like it we just had such a good core and like great guys and like now you know you got Holden and Herf and you know Merce coming down from the O to come and just you know win and win and win and like it's just and now you and Koizy and like we, it was just such like a a good core of guys that like you'll you'll just never forget, man. Yeah, man, it, it's incredible, and it was it was such a a special thing too, because like, it wasn't just like like a lot of the times now, like you're placed in a position, you don't know a lot of the guys in the team, and you make friends throughout the year. Like I had fifteen best friends in that team before, I, prior to like actually playing for the team. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't like like we were, we had already like we were already friends and then you end up on the same hockey team and then it just make you just make, it just makes you that much closer. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a very special thing that we experienced. I feel like For it's sure. not going to happen again very soon. I don't think until we're playing old timers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back together. Fucking yeah. right. Sign me up for that. I want to broadcast that. That's <laughs> uh, That'll be a time, man. I, uh, yeah. And I mean, I can't imagine what it was like for you guys on the ice experiencing that. I can tell you from, from our perspective and especially when the playoffs kicked in and uh, we at CKNX, we go into fucking overdrive when playoffs come around, we do every game and going on that journey with you guys and being able to cover it is, you know, no matter what I go on and end up doing, it's by far going to be one of my most cherished experiences and not not just the great hockey I got to cover, but all of you guys, Bizey, you, Lanny, all, everybody, Brooksy, the from the top down, 
all of you guys were so great to deal with from a broadcasting perspective. And, you know, some people joke at, at times like hockey can be a hard game to cover. Some of the guys, you know, hockey's a pretty, you know, vanilla game. Guys give you, you know, pucks in deep, that sort of thing. You, yeah. you guys were all extremely good with us. And, uh, you know, that's something certainly I, I know for Steve and Scott – um, you know, we'll never forget and, and we'll always appreciate that. And you were a big part of that deals. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I honestly, I have a question for you. This is a little bit behind the scenes, but like how much shit do you hear? Like riding the bus with us and like outside the dressing room, like you got, Oh hear fuck. Some, some oh fuck. Don't answer that. Oh, there's stuff like <laughs> Bizey's got his shirt off yelling in the dressing room. You got to hear some of that stuff. Hey. Oh, a million percent. Like we're, we're not deaf. We're aware of what's going on. And, uh, like, <laughs> it's just one of those things where like, you know, we laugh. Cause like I played, like I, and I, I remember goofing off with my friends and, yeah. um, you know, being the exact same way. And like, I mean, I, like I was in a band for six years and like, it was the same type of thing. Like the, you know, the tour van was our locker room and it was the same type of shit going on. Um, it's just one of those things that like we pick up on it and hear it, but obviously like, you know, there's that mutual agreement where like, you know, you're not going to sewer guys or anything. What happens on the bus stays on the bus. You're fucking right. Exactly. I remember like just, just wrapping it up. Um, so when I was in Listy and obviously deals was there too, but, um, the Listy mem, um, was so like close to the lobby. Like our dressing room was probably 20 feet from the lobby. Dressing room to lobby, yeah, if I mean, that. Every every and, like, fan in the we, lobby before the games would just think we're absolute degenerates with the immediate. I know, man. So oh, like, man. obviously, like I I got a nickname called uh, DJ Bizey. Um, so like I'm on the fucking I'm on the fucking you know tunes and I'm blaring like bangers and I'm I'm lighting up the boys like I'm just getting them going and like I put this song on and like. Yeah, I dropped a couple F-bombs, and, like, it was blaring. And I remember Caleb Warren coming up to me. I'm like – and he's like, Bice, what are you doing, man? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, dude, like, the song just dropped, like, three F-bombs, and there's, like, kids, like, 20 feet away, man. We can't be playing that right now. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, come on. Like, it's it was – I think it was, like, we were, like, playing Guelph at the time, and, like, Guelph was, like, good at the start of the year. I'm like, dude, like, come on, we gotta get fired up. He's like, no, man, you gotta change the song. Hot man. Yeah, and we shut him down. But like, it's just so funny how like the mem was like just so close together. And I remember Caleb being like, "Bye, what are you doing, man? Like, there's kids out there that can hear every word we're saying." You guys gotta get Caleb on the podcast. That guy, dude, that guy be a degenerate on the pod, man. Oh, we we will. So many things him can't say on the podcast, man. Him and Butch. (laughs) Him and Butch. I don't think Butch would stop talking. Oh, you'd have Butch reeling off every single stat you could ever think of you wouldn't even be able to get a word I know in. man and I don't know if you saw his goal did you see it oh Last yeah week. I saw the four Instagram oh, posts, dude oh, he probably yes. dude he probably can't even fit his head through the fucking St. Mary's arena right now oh, dude. oh not not a chance like that that oh, was so dude. gross oh yeah he posted <laughs> it to IG too like come on man you have right. to oh come on uh, so, <laughs> oh. It's so funny, man. Just butchy. Fuck, what a guy. We it's will like, get Wari on the pod. 
so many people hate Butch just because they don't know him. Like, Butch, he is one of the best guys I've ever met. But, like, he just comes off as such an idiot. Oh, I know. I love the guy. I always I, thought he was like, great. I, like, everyone loves Butchie. But, like, he's probably, like, the biggest douchebag on the ice. Like, he yeah. will, like, rip your heart out and stab it with a knife. If he could. He's a gamer. Yeah. He's That's- a gamer. Yeah. He's just a flat-out gamer. That's, That's the way it is. goes, boys. Speaking of gamers, how about David Pasternak? Holy shit. Dude, I know. I, I saw, like, their line is just, like, Brad Marchand had, like, five points the other night. How you doing? Like, Yeah, deals. On, Fuck. You're, you're a big Bruins fan, aren't you? No, I am a Pens fan. Through and through Pens fan? Really? Yeah. Ask by how long I've been a Pens fan for, if you don't believe Yeah, me and him used to battle. About him and like when when like penguins when like the penguins are still like a big dynasty, but like when they were winning cups left, right, and center, like Mitch was just like big dog and everybody. Oh, the pens can fuck right off. Like uh, no, I'm I'm only kidding. I I'm I'm such a big Capitals fan and like the suffering that I endured. Oh my god. Jesus yeah, I, can't, I can't even imagine being on the other side of that, man. The, the worst shit ever. I'll tell you what, though, man. Like, when fucking... When Kuznetsov scored and put them out, I oh, I bawled on the living room floor of my girlfriend's house. Bawled. <laughs> like, I was so fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck oh you, Bizey. Dude, I thought you were going to say when Kucherov, you know, got busted for doing... Blow. I thought you were gonna say that. <laughs> oh, dude, no. I kids, listen. The Eagles gotta fly high, baby. It's oh. the way it's gotta be. No, I no. That was awesome that year. But yeah, the Pens are still sick. Fuck Crosby's yeah, a like, he's a Cros- wagon. When you see Crosby shaking hands with all those guys, like you just see the amount of respect that guy has, and it's hard to not watch him win. Like you just know how good of a guy he is and how good he is in the room. I completely agree. Completely agree. Like, the guy's a fucking wagon. And, like, as much as, like, you almost have to hate him from my perspective, I completely respect the guy. And, like, when he throws a Team Canada sweater on, I'm the biggest fucking Crosby fan on earth. (laughs) (laughs) No, no shit, eh? Absolutely, man. Uh, Man, Deals, this has been so much fun. I I knew it was going to be fun when I interviewed you earlier today. Sorry for making you do double duty. Oh, no worries. I have to keep that one a little cleaner. I think my grandma will probably be listening to that one. So Your grandma will be happy with it. I produced it up real nice. It'll sound crisp. I appreciate you doing this, brother. And, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to fucking try and get Warzy on here. Like, what a character he is. Um, It's just funny, like... You know, in closing, if he answers his phone, you can, you might be able to get a hold of him. Holy, that guy's the worst. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's hard to get yeah. a hold of. But he'll... hey, Kel, Kel, what are you doing today? I uh, text you like four days later. <laughs> four days later. Oh, nothing much. What about you, dude? Yeah, I text I... you on Saturday. It's Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your week. You might as well. Fuck. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, just last clothing closing. Um. Deals, I'll see you this weekend, buddy. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the reunion. I can't wait, yeah. man. Yeah. Are you guys staying the night here? Yeah, we take off for PR on Thursday, play PR on uh, Friday, you guys Saturday, and then college and Sunday. Are, but are you are you staying in port any of the nights? Yep. yep. And I'm um, having a sleepover with you, and your bills are making me Fruit Loops in the morning. <laughs> Fucking right. I can't wait. <laughs>
Yeah, that's kind of small though. I have to, I'll have okay. to make some room. No, yeah, but uh, I'm excited to see you this weekend, buddy. It's gonna be good. Yeah, all right. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Dude, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Thanks for doing this, deals. No worries at all. Anytime. Any cheers. All right, talk to you, fellas. Back here on the Double Minor Podcast, Ryan Drury and Brock Byer. Holy fuck, what a great guest Mitch Dealster was. We knew that going in. Uh, I mean, you know, Bizey, you've been friends with him for fucking ever. Uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing him for a number of years now, covering his games. Just a great down-to-earth kid, man. Yeah, he, uh, like I said at the start of the pod, like, he's been my best friend since day one. Um, Not only him, but, like, his whole family. Um, We've had family Christmases and um easters and all together like we've just been best friends since day one and he's uh he's a great guy um off the ice and he's just a little bit of a you know what on the ice but uh you know um no he's a great guy bright future um really intelligent kid i mean he's going to ferris now and uh he's going to do really well in in hockey but he's going to do really really well in school so uh, i know a lot of people are happy for him and he's very deserving of it I agree. He's a sharp kid. He's going to do great in school for sure. And, and of course, you know, obviously second of importance to that, he's going to auto 20. He will auto 20 in Ferris and he will fucking, if he wants to, man, good looking kid. He can big wheel that campus. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. He has a great girlfriend. Yeah. Chloe, she's a fan of the show. Um, but, uh, right, yeah, that's uh, true. Fuck. Yeah. No, no big <laughs> yeah. wheeling for him. No, no big wheeling. Chloe's an amazing girl. Um, no, but you know, he's a, he's a friendly guy. He's going to make so many friends and memories there. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's going to enjoy his time there. And it's only, it's only like five hours away from, from, uh, Listy. So, uh, it's in, uh, Michigan. And, uh, you know, he, he can still see his family uh, off, more often than out here in BC. But, you know, um, I'm excited to see him this weekend and uh, see him over the Christmas break. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's got a lot going for him right now. A thousand percent. We're super proud of him. I know people in the area here are ecstatic for the guy. And uh, well-deserved from a kid who's just worked his bag off from day one. It, it's so cool to see him having this success. And, uh yeah, uh, like if both you guys are home for Christmas, we got to get together and have a beer with him. He's just such a good kid. Um, and a million percent, we got we to gotta make a roadie down to Ferris State. Like uh, yeah, I've been down there a couple times. We will go down there and watch a game. College hockey, there's nothing quite like it. The whole school gets going, especially in Michigan. I, uh, yeah, so I got, a, I got a quick story. So like Dill said, we went down there as a minor midget team just to check it out and we went to a game and the opposing team would you know like they go in front of their their net and circle up and do a little chant well the the fair state fans during that during the team you know circling up and doing a chant the fair state fans would yell circle jerk like 50 times just yell it top of the lungs and we were just dying laughing because the guys would just be there like just doing a normal chant, like getting the boys fired up, you know, their captain leading the way, but like the fans, the fair state fans would yell circle jerk. What's that all about? I don't know. It's pretty funny though. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. Fair enough. Um, there you go. I'm sure maybe deals can tell us next year what the fuck that's all about. 
Uh, uh, those college schools, man, they've all got their chants and songs and shit. That's awesome. Um, uh, man, that, yeah, it was so much fun to have them on here. And again, you know, just, uh, just another example of, of how great, uh, you know, that group of Listful Cyclones was all of you guys have gone on to do such cool stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so cool to see how, how really, really close that group was. I mean, you know, like Steve and I always talk about it. Um, you know, we're doing the listy game this Friday. Um, you know, we, we love doing the games and, uh, you know, we, we've said numerous times that group of guys, like it, it, it might be 10, 20 years before we see another group like that. It just special from top to bottom. Yeah, I know, and like it's just cool to see how like all the different journeys that you know players have made. You know, you got Merce coming down from the O to tear it up, but you know, leaving a high end, you know, major mid major junior league to you know come down and play junior B. But you know, those are memories that he'll he'll forever have, and it was probably the best decision he's ever made for his life, and. And happiness, and you know, you got Koizy going NCAA, and you got Mitch going NCAA, you got Lee going NCAA. I mean, like, it's just, it's just very cool how like there's so many different um, routes and journeys uh, players take nowadays, and you know, but they'll never forget where they came from, and that's that's Listy. A thousand percent. Before we wrap up, that that was one guy I wanted to ask him about, and I'll ask you, like, fucking Merce coming down, like. That guy was a weapon on the ice. Like, he was filthy in that run. Like, he led the team in playoff scoring. Like, that guy could just do everything on the ice. He was such a missile. Yeah, I know. And, you know, like, a lot of a lot of older guys, a lot of 20s, you know, they they want to win in their final year of junior, and they, they make the step of going down to, you know, junior B or – or even junior C or whatever, it, it doesn't matter, but they want to win in their final year of junior because, you know, they just, they want to end on a, a good term and, you know, it, it's, it's something for someone's happiness. And, um, but you know, Merce going down, he, he didn't skip a beat. I mean, the guy literally tore it up. You put him on the ice and like, he would rip the pill right past the goalies without the goalies not even noticing it. Right. So, um, you know, it, I, I was happy for them. Uh, for winning the Sully and uh, you know they they still got a really good team this year and it's going to be interesting on uh, you know what what's going to happen damn straight man they're still really well coached well managed and uh, they're, they're still a lot of fun to cover well dude another great show thanks again to Mitch Dealster for joining us and and again huge congrats to him and his family on Ferris State that's so cool uh, and I know a lot of people around here are really stoked for him and his family so Great stuff, buddy. You're probably in a good mood. Your Leafs won tonight. They beat LA. My team's rolling. The Caps are fucking first overall. All happy. All smiles around here. You got a big three-game weekend coming up here, buddy. And I'm excited that you're going to see deals. Good luck on the three-game swing. I hope you win them all. Thanks, buddy. We'll uh, we'll get um, you know getting on this pod next week and uh, have more fun uh, guests and stuff to talk about. Damn straight. Stay tuned with us here. You can find the podcast on all the best podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts and Google Play. We're on CastBox. Follow us on Twitter at DoubleMinerPod. We throw up some polls sometimes. You can find links to the show. Uh, give our guests a follow as well. We're on Facebook as well. You can find us there. And, of course, Brock running the fucking Instagram account out there in beautiful West Kelowna. Double Miner with two R's. 
give us a follow. We appreciate the support.